This week's episode is brought to you by Organifi Harmony Blend. The Harmony Blend is one of my new favorites. I've started incorporating this into my daily routine, but especially my routine as it becomes that time of the month. Harmony combines 12 superfood ingredients to add a delicious cacao and chocolate flavored superfood blend into your day-to-day ritual. This doesn't only help PMS symptoms like bloating, fatigue, and mood swings, but you can also consume this every day. It helps promote balanced hormones every day for just overall improved women's health around your natural cycle. Uh, This actually contains adaptogens. It provides energy and mood support depending on where your body is during the month because at some points you have a ton of energy and maybe you need to be leveled out and at some points you're crashing in the middle of the day and you need a little boost. It also has a supporting ingredient called chastberry, which I have spoken about before, hormone-based. A chastberry can support help support a healthy estrogen to progesterone ratio, which can help decrease menopause symptoms. So a lot of people who are struggling with PCOS and uh, different hormonal imbalances that may be contributed to from estrogen, this might be a great way to uh, support those natural estrogen and progesterone ratios throughout your day-to-day. Again, it has maca, chast tree berry, cacao, shatavari, stinging nettle, a ton of other amazing ingredients. It is USDA organic, certified gluten-free, certified glyphosate residue-free, dairy-free, soy-free, vegan, clinically proven ingredients, 100% organic, whole food. You can't get better than that. And it's just my one of my favorite products. The flavor is there and we just love Organifi. I trust the ingredients, I trust the people, and I touch trust the product. You can make sure you are getting 20% off at Organifi.com slash HTH. Make sure you're using the code HTH. It will help support the podcast as well as get you 20% off of any of your purchases. Again, that is Organifi Harmony. It is at Organifi.com slash HTH for 20% off. You can also check the show notes for more info. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast, a podcast and resource for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative topics, engaging interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. Each episode, you will leave with tangible tips and takeaways so that you can immediately begin to elevate and optimize your life. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. My name is Eliza Gelman, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Today, we are going to have a quick mini episode talking about the 80-20 lifestyle, and we're going to go through a little bit of the reasoning and conversations that I have behind the scenes with my nutrition clients and We're just going to break down some of the questions that come up with the 80-20 lifestyle. I was inspired to do this episode because my friend Helen, Helen Hall, who I've had on the podcast, I think two or three times at this point, uh, she really got me and I think the entire Charleston community into the 80-20 lifestyle. And she has recommended a couple of books. It really has helped her out. And I think that having different perspectives, even from the 80-20 lifestyle is really, really helpful. We'll get into that. But before we get started, as a reminder, if you have not subscribed to Apple Podcasts, it is free. It is 
literally just clicking a button. It doesn't send you anything else. It just supports the podcast and helps with SEO. So if you're listening on the Little Purple app and you haven't hit subscribe or follow, please make sure to do that. You can also leave a review if you feel so called to do so. And then on Spotify, you can hit follow as well. But wanted to give that brief reminder that it is a fantastic way for me to start to gauge listeners, audience. It's also really interesting because we'll have a lot of people from other countries listening and it'll help to see in the charts where Hotter Than Health falls that week. It's pretty sweet. Lots of lots of data coming out that wasn't there four years ago, four and a half years ago when I started the podcast. Let's get into today's episode. We'll keep it we'll keep it easy breezy for you. We're talking about the 80-20 lifestyle. When I mention the 80-20 lifestyle, a lot of people think, oh yeah, 80% super, super healthy, but 20%, you know, cheese, meat, dairy, alcohol, sugar, whatever it is. Let me take a sip of my drink. Mm. Full disclosure, it's still 80 probably degrees outside, but I'm drinking a hot my hot cacao organifi elixir just because anytime it's not sunny outside, I think, oh, well, winter is coming. And I have my hot beverage with me because I stay freezing all the time. Anyways, for the 80-20 lifestyle, when you first think about this, you might think about that almost almost binge mentality is what I think of it when it's, you know, 80% healthy, 20%, do whatever the fuck you want. Yes and no. I think that a really good way of thinking about the 80-20 lifestyle is 80% of the time you're eating foods and doing things that support your overall longevity. And again, I am one person and this is my perspective and this is the this is the perspective that I that resonates with my clients and so that's why I'm this is what I'm speaking about today. There's other ways to think about it, but I'm going to give you a couple different perspectives that I think work. When we are looking at the 80-20 lifestyle, we might think that, actually, let me rephrase that or start over. 80% of the time, we are eating foods and doing things that support our longevity and make our life better for from the inside out. And then 20% of the time is those super unpredictable times or times when you don't even have as much of an option or it's the times when it's a, I I even let people know the 20% of times, it can be those days where you forget meals completely. This does not often happen to me, but I have a lot of clients who are working really long days, a lot of nurses and they'll let me know, hey, we have 12-hour stretches and sometimes we'll go eight, nine hours in between a meal or a snack or even water. So those are also the 20% times because we know that, is that the best way to treat our body? No, but sometimes it's out of our control and we we have got to make a living. We got to be at work. The 80-20 perspective is a really fantastic way to implement more balance into your life. I know that a lot of People listening to this podcast have experimented with different diets. They have counted macros. I would say that 80% of the women that I'm working with have at some point or another destructively counted calories, macros, tracked, weighed themselves, and gotten really into their numbers game in their head. Now, some people, it works for them. Other people, it's it becomes way too much. 
And I, I would agree with that. I think that when you base numbers around food, it becomes far less intuitive because we think that we just have to check a box off uh, or check something off a list and that should satisfy us. But it, it's not gauging where we are in our cycle. It's not gauging our necessarily our activity level. It's not gauging a lot of things that would uh, modify or that would require adjustment to our macros. And when I say macros, I mean your carbs, fat, protein, all of those things that add up to equal your daily calories that you can eat. And the 80-20 lifestyle allows people to have a basis of healthy, balanced meals that support longevity without putting so much pressure on the times where they want to go out to dinner or maybe they miss a meal or maybe they do add that Chick-fil-A milkshake or French fries to their meal. That is, 80-20 doesn't have to be, okay, this meal was perfect, this meal was shit. Let me give you some examples. So an 80-20 week doesn't have to be eat perfectly through Monday through Thursday. That's 12 meals, 15 meals approximately. And then Thursday evening through Sunday you're binging and you're having french fries every single meal and you're, I mean, I get that, that's delicious, but you're not going to feel great (laughs) at all afterwards. But it's not doing perfect, perfect, perfect and then having quote unquote shit meals or your flexible meals. It's okay. For breakfast, you have some eggs, gluten-free toast, arugula, veggies, and some avocado. And then for lunch, you've got maybe a... uh, a wrap with some hummus and veggies and you have a balanced wrap there and you know it's gluten-free it's dairy-free or it's just clean in your what you're looking for maybe that's animal proteins maybe that is dairy it's just not sugar you know it's going to look different and then something that you may consider healthy for dinner so I would do maybe brown rice or white rice with salmon and a big salad maybe some roasted broccoli as well and then I would have some dark chocolate at the end of the night because I'm not going to not have that treat at the end of the night so is that day quote unquote perfect no but at the end of the day that is something that makes me happy so was the majority of my day balanced yes but If I had chosen to have, for instance, yesterday I had really healthy, delicious breakfast, it was balanced, I felt good, and then I had a really delicious, healthy lunch, and then I made cookies the day before, so I had a cookie after my lunch. Is that quote-unquote on a plan? No. However, I knew that, well, I've, you know, I feel really good about my balanced meal. I'm not just eating this for shits and gigs. Like I really want to enjoy this cookie, ate the cookie, and then went about my day. I didn't stress about it. I wasn't obsessing about it, but I knew that if I didn't allow myself to have that cookie and I had thought about it for the rest of the day, then I would have basically been, I would have been saving up quote unquote bad points to or to use later on in the evening and I would have had you know, four cookies and maybe a oat milk popsicle, like all of these different things instead of just having that one cookie earlier. So the less restrictive the mindset is, I think that allowing yourself to have those 80-20 meals, 80-20 doesn't have to be a full meal. It can be 80% of this meal is really, really health-based. And then, you know, I had a side of queso or I had a Diet Coke, something that might not be longevity promoting, but that is 
allowing you to have a little flexibility and and knowing that 80% of that meal is nourishing and is beneficial for your longevity. And that's that's one approach that I really wanted to to take. There are also a lot of women that I work with who they they like more of a structure because they're so busy. And I understand that completely. Also this works for a lot of men. So when I work with clients we'll do uh we'll do meal plans, but oftentimes I won't show the macros, the calories and all of that stuff because it just again gets too in the head and I want them to think more about like portions. What does this look like? How much uh what amount of this makes me feel full so that they can think about how they feel after a meal and not, oh, well, how should I feel? But we will look at it from a, a weekly basis. And we know that if they're meal prepping Monday through, you know, Friday morning or Friday afternoon or even Thursday afternoon, then they want to have their portioned out meals and they want to have it prepped so that it's easy to go. They're super quick. That way that they're not under eating. They're actually getting the nutrients that they need. But at the same time, maybe they have a work dinner on Tuesday night and then they have like a work breakfast on Thursday morning. So those are two meals out of the week where it's not going to be on the meal plan. It's not going to be quote unquote perfect to them. And they they're going to eat whatever they want. They're going to get French toast or chocolate chip pancakes or bacon or whatever they're going to get. And then they're going to have some drinks at dinner on Tuesday night because they're at a work event. Those are also the moments of flexibility. I think that if we think about it in the sense of, okay, let's say you have 25 meals per week. If you have four or five meals that are quote unquote, either you missed them or they're more of a treat meal or meals that you wouldn't have often, or they're just, they're not a meal that makes you feel that great but you really wanted it and you enjoyed it, then that's that constitutes the 80-20. It doesn't have to always be 80-20 lifestyle as in have a salad and tequila. It can be more structured if that is something that helps you to get to where you want to be. Um, it's, you know, it's not shameful to want to appear a certain way. It's not shameful to want your physique to look a certain way. It's not it's not shameful if you don't. It's not shameful if you're just like, hey, I want to work on my digestion and I want to work on getting energy and not having that crash throughout the middle of the day. I'm sure we can all think of someone that we aspire to be more like, who motivates us, who inspires us. And one of those people that we talk to and we just know that based on their success and their lifestyle, money, career, finance, uh, overall happiness and well-being, these are just high achieving people. We know that they always have these non-negotiables in their morning routine. That is why I am so excited to explain to you all about Open, the app that I've been using almost every single morning to help elevate my morning routine. Open is the only app that offers breath work, meditation, and movement classes. So this actually is going to help to provide increased clarity and focus while also improving stress relief. I think a lot of the times if we are simultaneously trying to gain energy throughout the day, we are also decreasing our focus and elevating our anxiety, which is not what we want. So this is actually going to help you to relax, reduce tension. You can even have a more restful night's sleep. 
I believe that the breathwork portion of this app is what really sets them apart from so many other apps who do meditation or who do any type of mindfulness work. This is what's kept me coming back and eventually partnering with them for this podcast. We recently had on their head yoga instructor, Ali Maz. Make sure you go check out her episode. We do so much and talk so much about the benefits of breathwork specifically. I know you will absolutely love this app, especially if you are trying to elevate yourself and your personal personal development and trying to add one or two things to level up your morning routine or night routine whenever. It's also a nice little reset throughout the day, but you can invite friends to class. You can try it out and you can also check out 30 days for free. So I worked with Open to get you all 30 days for free to try it out. See if you enjoy it as much as I do. There's a link in the show notes or you can go to withopen.com backslash hotter and I'll share that on Instagram as well but you can again go to withopen.com slash hotter use the code hotter at at withopen.com for 30 free days it's unlimited live and on-demand breath work yoga meditation pilates and more let me know how you like it let me know how your day and life is improved once you've incorporated this breath work I'm so excited to hear how you all love it enjoy A big part of 80-20, I would say, though, is alcohol. And I work with a lot of people who, they, they just drink socially. But I also, on the other end, work with people who, they have wine every single night. Or they make a drink nearly every single night. Even if it's just that one drink, these are the things that do throw off our sleep, which is a bigger component of... Uh, whether it be fat loss or just overall mental health and clarity and getting that high quality sleep so that your brain is more highly functioning, so that your gut health is more balanced, so that you do have those balanced blood sugar levels the next day. Alcohol is something in the 80-20 where if you, you can eat perfectly, quote unquote, all throughout the day for the entire day, every single day, but if you have a glass of wine every single night for dinner, then, then you just cannot optimally have the sleep that you need for recovery. So do I think that 80-20, that is one thing that I, I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me on, but if you're eating perfectly throughout the day, I, I still don't think that it's worth it to have a glass of wine every single night. I, it's not in my constitution, so it's easier for me to say that. I understand it's not as easy for other people to say that, that's where I'm coming from. If you want to come from a standpoint of overall optimum health, a massive component of that is sleep. Sleep health and brain health, gut health, it is all in line. If you're not sleeping and getting high quality sleep, it can be thrown off by half a drink. And that's not exaggerating. It's it's like got a half life. It's like alcohol and, and I mean caffeine. You don't want to be having caffeine more than maybe 10 hours before you go to bed. So if you're going to t- bed at 10 o'clock, the, at night, then you want to make sure that you're not having any alcohol past, or I'm sorry, any caffeine past noon. And these are those little things that really add up. These are the compound effects that will start to change and shape your life. So that one glass of wine you might not notice is, it might not be knocking you down the next day. You're waking up, you're like, I'm not hungover at all. It, it's not about, oh, you're not going to be hung over. Look how good you feel. It's about you have set this baseline for yourself to feel a- 
at, uh, you're at about 90% where you could be at 100%. It's not saying, oh, you're doing bad. It's saying that the sleep could be better and having more of those nights of sleep than not is going to dramatically improve your quality of health. That is not something that I waver on. Honestly, that's not something that is a massive contributor to, I think, a lot of people's success and that one thing that's holding people back. Uh, There's a lot of times when people eat really, really healthy or they restrict a ton and they're trying to lose weight, but they really can't at the end of the night because the hormones get disrupted if they're not getting adequate reset time. Uh, You are not giving your brain the time that it needs to properly clean itself and to fully recalibrate in the middle of the night, your thyroid isn't getting the proper reset time because it's in the middle of the night. So keeping those circadian rhythms and patterns on point is really one of the best things you can do overall uh, for your internal internal health and well-being. 80-20 wise, I think that that's something I wanted to just get out there and make sure people understand. People, we've got to know that I, I know you want to grab that glass of wine. It's in your habit. That's that's a big part of it is people having that. It's just a habit. You go for the glass of wine while you're cooking. But I do challenge you to make it less of a habit and adjust in the sense of make it add one more obstacle to that. So if you normally keep the wine out next to the stove or in the fridge, wherever you keep it, then maybe change the location. So you aren't just going through it in a pattern. You're going or out of a habit. You're going through to get the alcohol in more of a mindful state. You're like, oh, well, I have to actively pursue this habit and go out of my way. It's not just muscle memory. So do I actually want this? Because our mind really does play tricks on us. Our mind likes having habit. Our mind likes routine. Our body enjoys and craves routine. So it's not your body's fault for settling into that routine quickly because it will, you can snap yourself out of it as well. But I understand, again, I want to be mindful that I am, I am in a space where I can fully say like, I can have one drink, I can have zero drinks. I'm in that flexible space. And I know not everyone is. So again, being mindful of that, the 80, 20 perspective is something that I would absolutely, I do not, negotiate on with alcohol uh, a couple times a week. Absolutely. I do it. But if it's every single night and it's disrupting one of the most important, highest quality uh, tools that we have, which is sleep, then uh, you're not, you're not shaking this, shaking this girl. I am like a, an oak tree standing in the middle of the forest here. I am not budging. I am not swaying. I'm staying strong, strong on that one. That was it. I'm so excited to have the next couple of guests that we have coming on. We have some hormone specialists. We're going to have people talking uh, from a medical standpoint of metabolism and hormones. I am super pumped. If you have anyone that you specifically want to see, you've already asked me about Naomi Olindo and Madison from Southern Charm, but I can't have them on yet. They are still filming. I have talked to some people and I it's not even an option right now. And I will hopefully get them on at some point. So let's put that into the universe. But for upcoming guests, would love to hear from you all on who you want to have on, who you want to hear from. If you have local people who just have an amazing story to tell, that's who I want to hear as well. I hope you all enjoyed this really brief episode and you get some great sleep tonight. 
Again, if you want to be considered as a review of the week, please leave your review on Apple Podcasts and make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. I will talk to you all next Thursday. Thank you.